Hello there, my name's Mark, aka The Canardian. You're listening to episode 53 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my trusty co-pilot, wingman, leader of the... I almost said hot snakes, I'm gonna... Dragon snakes. Dragon snakes! Hot, 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 hot pants? Hot pants on hot, dragon snakes? Hot dragon snakes, the cobra chickens. You can just uh, call me. You can, you can just call me the Colonel. There you go, flying our X wings. Woo! You got it. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm good, and you're back after my little. Oh, he even paused to cough. Everybody, uh, you're, you're back after my little. You know, uh, Christmas message when I said that you had the you had the crimson forever, and I'll bet nobody went back and read that terrible comic. You can find it on Marvel Unlimited if you're really interested. Star Wars, okay. uh, Volume One. From 1977, issue number 50. Um, I, I did. I, did I said that, and, did, I and I did. I, yeah, yeah, I did not read it because I think I read it when I was probably eight, and that's good enough <laughs> for yeah, me personally. I, uh, I have not read that comic, but I did. After you mentioned it, I did look up the reference, and uh, I'm happy to be almost feeling better. I, I, I actually I saw my doctor today for the first time in person, which is weird for a doctor, but I have a right. A, slightly new you know, family doctor or whatever. And, uh, and I, you know, she transferred me into her patient list through the pandemic. So this was the first time I've had a couple of phone conversations with her, but this is the first time in person. Uh, right. and luckily my, my lungs are clear. So whatever this lungs. respiratory thing has been, um, for anyone that heard me last week on co-op mode, you know that I sound a lot better. Even at the, the end of that episode, I was very, very rough. So I'm happy to be slowly progressing into something that sounds like a reasonable human being. Getting out of the, the Tom Petty slash Tom Waits kind of like kind of deal. Or, you know, exactly. D- Dylan after the motorcycle accident. What was that? Bob Dylan after his motorcycle accident. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, by, by the end of co-op mode, I did sound like I, I had gravel for breakfast with a few mm. glass shards thrown in for good luck. Crunchy. And, uh, chased it with whiskey. It was it was great. Um, we are this week without a guest. Oh no! You got to listen to us two morons. Oxford and I do it all the time, but still, we ended up we, we ended up babbling. But that's all him because you know I'm a man so, of few words and. There we go. So this, this is going to be a slightly different episode. Uh, we'll we'll hopefully go back to our, our regularly scheduled guests and all that kind of stuff next episode because the Bad Batch is dropping tomorrow, which first is exciting and amazing. And uh, yeah, you're going to watch it first thing in the morning, I'm sure. I'm going to maybe try to watch it before work. We'll see how that works out for me. Usually when I say that, it doesn't work out. So I end up watching it like, you know, after the munchkin goes to bed. And as Charlie just saw, it is like two hours past his bedtime and oh, Finn no. is still awake. <laughs> oh, but you know what? It, 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 just judging on my conversation with him, as it were, it could be a lot worse. As I recall from the, the days of long, long ago when that was my life, yes. Yeah, he's he's pleasant, but, uh, but, but still regretfully <laughs> awake. So uh, Bad Batch drops tomorrow. Where are your hype levels for this? Charlie? Well, I have I have one question, which I'm sure could be resolved by looking it up. Are we getting the single episode tomorrow? Are we getting like like two or three, or is it just one one drop? I suppose I should just look that up instead of making you have to do yeah, it like I like I don't know how to internet. <laughs> um, but you know, my my hype levels are are more driven by uh, 
my partner Kay or Katie, as you prefer, as, as she is sometimes on, she's the only person who I know who is a huge Bad Batch fan. Um, so one and two with, are tomorrow. Sorry, one and two. So it'll be like about about 40, 45 minutes worth of watching. Um, you know, I, and it's tough because, you know, I got, I got extra in my other ear. So, you know, I won't be talking about this when we record SFU because I tried to do that with, with lower decks a couple of months ago. And because Todd dislikes it, I could get him to stop talking about how much he dislikes it. So we're not going to go there. Um, but the, the bad batch for me, you know, and, and again, we broke it down because we kind of broke it down live bi-weekly by bi-weekly as the show was on, um, mm-hmm. suffered from, I think, having too many episodes and not a tight enough storyline. Um, and I would, you know, and it's funny because on the other side of it, you see the book of Boba Fett, which had a lot less episodes yet still couldn't fill them up. By having a story about Boba Fett, you had to bring in a ringer. It was like, you know, as I mentioned, like the, you know, Simpsons spinoff showcase where Chief Wiggum gets a show, but the Simpsons are in it, you know? So yeah, this was the, yeah, yeah. Boba Fett is essentially the Chief Wiggum of Star Wars spinoffs. <laughs> but um, I, I think, that, you know, I, I like the Bad Batch concept. I like the characters, you know, these are the highly specialized slash sort of mutated clones. And then you've got the pure female clone of Django Fett, which would then make her Boba Fett's sister. And I, you know, I'm curious to see where that journey goes because um, like all things prequel related, like well, why haven't we seen her before? Does that just mean that she's dead or that, does that just mean that in this vast galaxy of a thousand star systems as Obi-Wan met, he, you know, he mentioned it when they were flying back to Coruscant at, you know, near the end of episode three, you know, he says, well, Palpatine can't control the thousands of star systems without the Senate. And when he says the thousands mm-hmm. of star systems, that means the people that are part of the Republic. What about all the places that aren't, you know, it's, it's kind of the same thing in Star Trek. There's the Federation, which is maybe 150 worlds, but it's covering the entirety of, of a quarter of the Milky Way galaxy. So there's just, there's so much more to be seen. And and that's where anything, regardless of time period, I think can show us different corners. And, and Star Wars does a, a job, maybe not always the greatest job, but certainly a, a more than adequate job of patching together different components from here and from there and doing real world building the way that Again, Star Trek has done forever, but Star Wars really didn't have to because Star Wars for the very longest time was just the Skywalker saga. It was just, you know, mm-hmm. we're going from point A to point B and here's Darth Vader and here's the Empire and here's Luke and Han and Leia and the Rebellion. And um, But now, post-Disney, like it or lump it, they're growing, they're expanding, they're looking at different corners, they're taking on things we're seeing in 2023, you know, such as the, the you know, the, the skeleton key, the, the skeleton, the skeleton crew, skeleton crew, skeleton crew with Jude Law. So, you know, kind of a younger, which, you know, a, a younger approach um, all over. And, you know, uh, Ahsoka is carrying further the melding of kind of what we love about the Mandalorian and what we loved about Rebels. So, it's 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 you know it's growing it can be clunky it's never going to be spot on but it's also going to be different things to different people and that's why bringing my point back to to talking about katie my you know my partner Kay over on 
uh, Code 47, and then, you know, she's with us on SFU quite a bit, and she's been on this show. I get the feeling she'll be back on the show to talk about Bad Batch with us. Absolutely. You know, to look at someone's passion for something that I know, in her case, it spun off of her love of the Clone Wars. Um, a, a franchise has to be inclusive in so much that it has something for every taste for every bracket if it's truly going to todd and i you know marveled last summer about how the hell did top gun maverick how did it get so big how did it make a bajillion dollars and mm-hmm. todd kept saying well it touched all the quadrants and i said okay what are the quadrants and we finally got down to the quadrants were um men under 18 men over 18 women under 18 women over 18 Okay, those are the four quadrants, but it was like, you know, you can kind of think about it any way you want, but anything that's a true success is going to accomplish it on multiple fields of battle, if you will. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you look at media as a war and, you know, different demographics as, as battlefronts, you know, um, that's how you're going to be successful. So that's how Star Wars is going to win overall. They're going to they're gonna speak to people of our ilk, people of my age. You're slightly younger than me, but you like some of the same stuff. But the prequels speak to you probably a little bit more than they do to me. And then the generation below you was Clone Wars. And then it was also obviously the sequel trilogy. So, you know, and then looking at the different things we have coming up, it's speaking to, as I said, you know, you're widening that lens and you're going to make it less about, you know, late 40 something you know, nerds who are living in their mom's basement are saying, well, my hero's not Luke Skywalker. Burr, 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 burr. You know what I mean? Um, so you're going to find it all the way across. So, yes, I am excited. I, I, I love to see what they do um, just because I like the concept of it. And I want to see, again, how it shapes into the overall patchwork. Some of the video we've seen so far, we, we've seen that Palpatine will make an appearance, a shadowy appearance of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the other things we saw in the trailer? Now I'm drawing a blank. That's the big one that comes to mind. What? We've seen uh, a couple of like Rex reaching out to them saying, you know, I, I, want, I want you guys to do a mission. We've seen um, Gunji, which right. my hype levels went through the roof when I saw Your my guy. favorite yeah. Jedi with, uh, with one of my favorite all-time lightsaber designs. So my my excitement level is is way through, and we see some other Wookies. It looks like some some maybe they they might be going to Kashyyyk, and we might be finding out where Gunji's hiding or what's going on there. Or they might be doing uh, a bit of you know Kashyyyk trying to liberate part of Kashyyyk or something like that before it's you know fully taken over. And then you know we know Han here goes, here comes right Life Day. Day. It's going to be a Life Day. Yeah, so, that was that was one thing that that if I remember correctly did happen following the the end of the ot is that was one of han's big missions as he did go yep. finally liberate kashik so yeah it was just uh you know the wookie planet kashik was was slave labor for the entirety time of of the empire now was it i'm trying to remember because i guess in all the details was it slave labor on the planet like what was the what was the industry they were farming to were they moving them because they're but they were moving to places like kessel because you saw wookies yeah. on yeah. kessel and the spice mines at kessel um in solo I think a little bit of both. I think they they were, you know, using Kashyyyk for its resources and uh, sending Wookies out to different places. Um, I have to look that up for sure, but I think it was both. Um, so I'm excited for that. It, it also kind of looks like it might be a little bit mission of the week kind of stuff. So okay. where, you know, we could get a little bit of the Empire growing and part of where this fits into the overarching story. But we could also do 
I, I think of a show like Supernatural or something like that, where sometimes it was what I called a story show, which sure. you know you, you you moved the narrative forward for the right. overarching kind of narrative of the show of the family and what the mystery was, and then sometimes you just had a one-off episode that they were like, okay, here's a haunted house. We got to go. Let's take the Impala and kick some ghost ass. And it has nothing to do with anything, but it's entertaining. I love supernatural. Mm -hmm. So, right. um, You know, so, so that kind of thing works for me. And, and from all the trailers I've seen, whether it's running on the beach, looking like a scene out of sci-fi pirates of the Caribbean or something with like, you know, we went over the mission a a dozen times. It's like, I have the box. Don't I like stop complaining. They're being chased by giant crab monsters and whatever. Um, (laughs) Awesome. It just, it looks outlandish and fantastic. And, and my hype levels are pretty high for this show right now. Yeah. I mean, star Wars has always, you know, I think of, Avatar. The same. Have you seen the new Avatar film? I have not. Yes. I mean, I, I think of Avatar and kind of the, the debate that Oxford and I had about it, plot versus story, and I was really locked down, like, well, the plot is so hackneyed, and it's all, they're taking all these bits and pieces. And it really helped me look at it in a different way, and I almost think that this might be a way it uh, could apply to thinking about this or even potentially the naysayers. I should turn this back on him and see what he has to say about that. I said, Todd, Forget about the plot. Yes, the plot might be story of the week and they're going from A to B to C, but look at the story they're telling visually. You know, they're on Kashyyyk or they're on they're on Ilum or they're on Florum or one of these, you know, far flung, beautiful, crazy, you know, uh, Star Wars worlds. And 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 look at the beauty, you know, and, and look at the beauty of how it's animated. Appreciate the story for what it's showing you. I bet he wouldn't like that argument. Anyway. Very famously, Todd, who's our co-host uh, and other in uh, the, the the third leg in the the SFU tripod here, is a famous Star Wars. I don't want to say denier, um, but he's just uh, very Great. frequently. I would like Star Wars if I would like Star Wars if. Yeah. Well, Star Wars is not that. It's not going to be that. It's going to be what's going to be. So yes, yeah. Todd, Todd does does that with a, a few things. There's yes, a, you know, I'd I'd like this video game console if anyway, this isn't the uh let's bash todd show so let's move I know, but it's, on but to, it's worked uh, out great so far todd peace with two fingers we love you <laughs> love you todd but uh so let's let's uh move on to i guess the the big topic and and the last thing we're really going to talk about this could be a quick episode uh tales of the jedi this kind of came and went during um andor and yeah. we, we we didn't pause our andor discussion because doing a show every two weeks, we kind of have to focus things. And if we, if we did tales of the Jedi, I, I think that would have caused the episode with Andor to, to kind of be bloated and you'd miss something. So we, we decided to, to, to save tales of the Jedi for right now, which is great because we have this weird little time between Andor and bad batch. So it fits in perfectly. And uh, we're not going to deep dive into each individual episode because I think that's been done over the past yeah, true, month and true. a half. Two well, months, yeah, it's been it well. Yeah, these came out just prior to Halloween, October twenty sixth. It says right here, so that right, is um, right. yeah, that's so a, that is some time months. gone by. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I did want to I did want to you know reach back and and kind of look at this now that the the series is over, and I know you had a chance to rewatch as, as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched uh, yesterday yeah. with the uh, with the federal federal holiday. I had time to keep my ass parked in uh, front of the TV because it was uh, January two, is the day after New Year. So, yes. Exactly. Uh, so, 
I want to ask you uh, what you thought of Tales of the Jedi overall, like your your whole of the the, the entire anthology that we we got back in October. You know, with the exception of um, the first segment and the well, really the last two because you had uh, segments two, three, and four. And again, when we say segments, they're twenty minutes each in length. You know, anywhere between seventeen and twenty yeah, minutes, just, something like that. Um, you had you had a couple of standalones. Uh, the first mm-hmm. episode where, you know, you kind of get Ahsoka from, you know, cradle to, in, in some ways, grave. Because, again, you see her um, just post uh, episode three. That's and, crazy. you know, you know everything that happened with her. Obviously, she and Rex were on that destroyer and they had to kind of fight their way out, fake their own deaths so they could go off. But um, with the exception of that and then uh, one just prior to that where it was... Um, her and Anakin doing a training exercise and lessons she learned from that. You get the, there's a certain broken narrative of inner of, of lack of interconnectedness for the whole narrative, but episodes two, three segments, two, three, and four were all of, uh, all of the story about essentially Lord Tyrannus or Count Dooku during his time as a Jedi. So in, in segment two, uh, you saw him on a mission with Qui-Gon Jinn um, where you start to see Dooku really take a kind of serious pivot and give it into his anger. They're there to um, uh, retrieve a kidnapped Senator's son. Uh, and when that goes afoul and it's, it's really seen that it's a double cross, Dooku chokes the guy with the force. Super not cool. Um, and again, yeah, just, you know, and I think, you know, in, obviously, you know, uh, oh no, this was, I'm sorry. He, this is the one where he was with Qui-Gon. So Qui-Gon as a young man. Young Qui-Gon. Is is watching this and being like, oh, that's not super cool. I was thinking of segment three is when he's together um, with with Windu, um, and again similar. And actually, in segment three, when he's um, when the two of them, when Mace and then Dooku are together, it's kind of the same thing. It's a, it's again, it's a it's a senator's uh, guard and a corrupt senator trying to get them sucked into his dirty dealing, um, and his action, Suku's action with this, uh, get him. Uh, passed over for a seat on the council over Mace, and uh, because because of his his aggressiveness, and it just really further deepens the divide. Um, and then you know, wrapping things up, obviously, in the first segment had to do with with yeah. I don't want to do all the talking here, but you know, taking concurrently with episode one, you know, Todd's favorite segment ever. Yaddle gets her gets her time. Gets her vote. Wasn't she voiced by Bryce Dallas Howard or someone somewhat famous? Correct. Yes. Yes, that's what I thought. Um, you really get to see a, a kind of a satisfying conclusion to the Jedi Dooku storyline in this. So I was pretty excited about that middle chapter. Those I could watch time and time again and kind of pick them apart. Mm-hmm. But um, it really almost seemed like this would have made a, a sense as kind of a more of a volume one and volume two because. Mm. the Ahsoka storyline and the Dooku storyline didn't really connect. And they, it, it just right. kind of flowed in a way that I, it just, they followed chronologically because obviously Ahsoka was born. A bunch of time went by. You watch something that Dooku did over a period of 15 years, maybe. Mm. Um, then, then he was out of the story. Uh, then we get uh, obviously Ahsoka at the end of um, essentially the Clone Wars series and her time with Anakin, the last time that she, one of the last times that she sees him. Um, and, well, and again, before she 
you know, leaves the, leaves the order altogether. Um, and then you see her, you know, after the fact, you see her during kind of the um, the new empire period. What's the word I'm looking for? Your boy Cal Kestis, the uh, the the you know the the uh, fallen order, whatever you know what I'm yes. trying to say. Yeah. That so time period. Yeah, the empire established, I guess, uh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. The fall of the Republic. Right, exactly. Um, and, it, and and that kind of interweaves with, there was a, a novel a number of years back. I read part of it and put it down, and I think April read the whole thing, and it was about Ahsoka. It, it almost seems like it was kind of interchangeable with what's described and what we see in the plot line of this, with Ahsoka being a farmer and then something stumbles upon it. So this almost kind of felt like a retelling of that story. So, yeah, I don't, so I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, where and, and that's what some it says controversy right came from. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the, the controversy with this, uh, and I, I didn't read that novel, so I, I didn't realize, but reading that there's, uh, some, some LGBTQIA plus, uh, representation that was just removed, uh, for oh, seemingly from, no oh, reason from the book. Yeah. Cause yeah. Uh, oh, from, okay. from the book, uh, um, okay. we, we had, uh, characters, Caden and Miara. Um, and, and so they, they were kind of like the sisters in this. And there's a lot of things that were, were similar or completely broke canon, but they kind of mm-hmm. removed that character who started to fall for Ahsoka. And obviously that was kind of doomed from the get go, right. but, um, but still removing that character was a weird and kind of unnecessary choice. A lot of people felt, um, Ashley Eckstein was asked about this and she's contributed to like some Ahsoka novels and very familiar, mm-hmm. obviously with the character. Um, right. and she said she loved those characters, um, both of the, the, the sisters. And, um, you know, she, she thinks, that this story could be kind of at the start of that or, or live side by side with the book, which a lot of people think uh, is kind of an answer that doesn't step on anyone's toes and is, is kind of like a diplomatic answer of like, no, it kind of writes over all that stuff. And like Filoni just kind of brushed it aside. Like, well, I didn't write that, so it doesn't matter. So I'm going to rewrite it and use some of it and, and kind of, yeah. I mean, that, 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 I don't, I don't necessarily like that approach because it's been Mm. Star Wars, as far as I understand it, their stance in the Disney era that we have Mm. a Lucasfilm continuity group. You know, if you, you can, you can follow the basic track, but there's all this other stuff that happens around it. That's not ancillary, um, which as I've said before, Star Trek doesn't do though. I read this really crappy clickbaity article today that's saying, well, the new comics are really trying to weave themselves in this and that. And I'm like, a lot of the new comics on the Star Trek side are trash, bad art, really sloppy storytelling, um, wrecking. Th- you can't, you can't write new canon in just for a giggle. Um, but it's a track for another time. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that concept, but again, Filoni is, you know, I hope he's not, um, going to be regarded in kind of the way that I feel about Jim Cameron, that he's just kind of this megalomaniac who thinks he can't, he thinks he can do no wrong. He's done so much and I've loved so much of what he really has accomplished, but I don't like, I've always really liked that about star Wars in that post in in, in this, you know, Disney era that we're in that yes, there's enough canon that you can wrap your arms around, but we can keep some things separate. But if I read and love that Ahsoka book, 
but I enjoyed it as a book. You know, it's it's my mind. Can, you know, it's canon, but it all it happens within my mind the same the same way that any book does. You're imagining how things happen and what things look like, what things sound like, smell like. But then Floney says, "Well, I got this different version of it, so I'm just going to jam it in there." And here's to your book. You know, I don't care about your book. And I think that that's not cool. Um, but yeah, yeah as I was watching, I was like, you know, I didn't end up reading that whole Ahsoka book. I know I kicked it over to April, but we're watching it together. She's like, yeah, it's pretty much this book, um, but it's not the same. And I just, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily necessarily think that 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 really sits great with me. But but overall, I really liked the, the Dooku arc because again. They went back, you know. They gave you they gave you a little bit more background. Certainly, the um, the fourth segment, which happens concurrently with, with episode one, and you know, and then the death of Qui Gon, and you know, finally, whatever it is that that uh, finally pushes Dooku over the edge. Um, I thought that that was fascinating um, to see, and then to you know see Dooku take that last step by by killing Port. Poor Yaddle in the dark. Well, you know, I don't know if he chopped her in half and she was fish bait. I don't know. She's so little. But it was mm-hmm. it was sad. It was sad. And it was, you know, even to the end, she yeah. believed in him. She reached out to him. But it was just it was too late. It was, you know, you know, it was the opposite of the way things went with Anakin when when Luke saved Darth Vader, you know, where it was, you know, but the same as what had happened when Obi-Wan tried to save Anakin. So it was just it was it was just not enough there to bring him back. Yeah, I I can't believe how much i really enjoyed the the um the dooku stuff yeah. um because you you know he's a, like a fine character he's a cool you know badass actor that's that's playing so obviously you're right. kind of drawn into that but uh, a couple of things that i i didn't realize about this was how recently in the the prequels uh dooku left the 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 order um, I, right. for whatever reason, kind of assumed that, you know, he, he trained as a Padawan and then kind of took off, but this was like, it was really showing that it was when Qui-Gon died. Like that's kind of when he really took a turn and it was like, Oh right. shit, it was but, that recently. Like, the big turn that I, he, but, but obviously he had been, you know, doing some undercurrent stuff yeah. and Palpatine had, Palpatine had taken him on, I'm guessing mm-hmm. when Maul was, you know chopped into fish bait that's when he was like oh you know i'm getting the feeling this dooku guy like i know him and i think he'd be pretty easy to flip because you know the the jedi council uh you know kind of sloughed him off because they think he's too violent they don't think that he's he's really you know got the 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 true he doesn't have the true sense of the spirit of being a jedi and so that made him vulnerable made him an easy target um and look how that ended up working out for dooku in the end the scissors Uh, so so i was i was surprised by a few things of like you know seeing dooku's side and kind of feeling for that character and and seeing a few things of just like it's it it just it wasn't a big turn it was tiny little chips away at the armor and you, you can kind of get that it was you know letting your a tiny bit of frustration out or letting a little bit of of you know this kind of pride take over or whatever it was it was it was these tiny little chips that that led to this uh complete abandonment uh and also making us care about yaddle what the hell star wars she has been a joke character since 1996 or whenever we saw her 99 probably 98 when you saw here's a figure (laughs) of her sitting in a chair you're like right oh she's just you know and is she really grogu's mother you'll never know right so that's that's what they want us to 
want us to think that Yoda species is very monastic and there's just not, yeah. there's three of them and now there's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. And, and not only that, but she doesn't speak in weird backwards riddles. So that's like a right. Yoda specific, which means weird Yoda, thing. Yoda, Yoda might be, you know, he might be, a, he might be a phasic, you know, he might be mentally deranged in some variety or maybe he's just fucking with us all. Why not? Yeah. I read somewhere that he's doing that to honor his master or something like that. So uh, Ooh, that could be, be a, a high Republic, high Republic kind of, deal, huh? kind of yeah. uh, reference back there. Um, but I, I also enjoy the Ahsoka stuff, especially number one. Um, any, anytime for me, this is a weird like Jedi trait that I love. Anytime a Jedi interacts with an animal and they have that connection with nature Mm-hmm. I really dig that for some reason. I, 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 I enjoy that kind of, you know, reaching out and you, you, you and the animal kind of understand each other. So I really, right. I enjoyed that seeing even a baby Ahsoka just kind of say like, Hey, Mr. Saber tooth, tiger, crazy animal thing. Um, you're okay. We're, we're yeah. going to chill here for a minute. And that's, uh, it was, it was, I, I don't, for, for some reason that just kind of stuck out that and Yaddle, uh, yeah. for me, definitely, definitely kind of stick out as like yeah. high points in this, um, in this thing, but that, <clears throat> um, I will echo your, your kind of statements that, that if, if Filoni's just going to change things because he didn't write them, it's like, I don't know, someone in Lucasfilm, I've been saying maybe Filoni should kind of like lead Lucasfilm, but if that's his attitude, like, right. no, uh, we have to have some Canon police that are like, no, here's what happened in the novel right. and novel's Canon piss off. Right, uh, exactly. With your cowboy hat. So, Ex- yes, exactly. You and your cowboy hat can pick a direction which to fuck off. Yeah, I don't. I yeah. don't really care for that. That's not. Yeah. That's not cool. You, you know, if that's the over. And, and again, you know, that, that seems like a pretty big exception to make. Who made the exception? They just say, "Well, he's the guy, and we don't really want to mess with him." Yeah. That, that just seems very. I don't know. I, it's 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 poor form, as they might say. Yeah. Um, yeah, so hopefully, it will be something that will endure and we'll continue to see. So. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see I, how that uh, shakes out. Yeah. I did. I was surprised with how dark they went with uh, the, the Anakin training Ahsoka bit, but also how that tied into her surviving order 66. So Anakin right. pushing her that hard, right. um, you know, let her to survive, but I think also kind of let her out of the order a little bit. Like that was kind of that last straw, but also helped her survive kind of thing. So it was like, right. You know, the double-edged sword of like, well, I mean, uh, Anakin's gone a little too far, but also this is why I'm alive. Right. Yeah. And it's hardly a philosophical debate because what's more important, your principles or or being alive. Uh, And as it relates to this situation, obviously there there are other times when self-sacrifice makes sense for the greater good, but there was no greater good when she was being, you know, hunted by a bunch of, you know, switch flipped clones you know mm-hmm. it, it did it gave her the ability to survive and so and pushing her out of the order that's also what saved her life just barely yeah, yeah really yeah. yeah yeah so it's um yeah it's it's kind of like i don't know if this was just anakin being an asshole or did he have some sort of vision and he was still anakin enough to want to train ahsoka and he knew he had to push her because anakin's had visions we've right. we've seen that it's, he's had a ton of visions from the time he was a kid in episode one straight up till the end he saw padme's uh you know padme dying and, and the, the visions come true so did he have a vision about ahsoka was is this the reason he was being such an asshole and pushing her that hard that he knew right. he had to do this in order specifically in that 
that roundabout kind of thing. You need to be able to survive them shooting you from every angle. Right. It's like, did, Wild. W- was this still Anakin? Cause he's at this point, he's moving into Vader. You know, well, he's, he's not quite there, but I, I think mean, he's, in that segment, that was, I mean, that's when she was so far sure, so at this far, point in time, far enough before the end of the series. But yeah, the question is, when does, when does he tilt over the edge? Was it, you know, was it on the planet with the father, the son, and the daughter? That whole experience of that kind of push him in the, you know, yeah, you're right. I, I suppose there probably would be a, a study or a school of thought of when did he, you know, when did he tilt over the scales that he was on the other side? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, why would, but, you know, why would he? bother to say for well you know why would he why would he bother really i don't know or was it really when ahsoka left the order that's what broke him and that's what turned him away that i mean that's one school of thought well if you look at again if if you look at what tales of the jedi are showing is showing us as as a whole Mm -hmm. it's here's how dooku fell and i just mentioned it's chipping away slowly at that armor so if you look at anakin as the same kind of it's slowly chipping away as it, it was was Anakin, was it when he was taken from his mother? Is it mm-hmm. when his mother died? Is mm-hmm. it when Qui-Gon died? What right. part of this, what, when did he start becoming Anakin or start, stop becoming Anakin or, you know, start becoming Vader? So right. this, this little tiny seed that maybe was always in there starts growing and growing and growing and growing. And, um, you know, at some part, uh, you know, some point he, he kills Anakin and, and it's just Vader. Um, right as he, as he told, you know, Ben. So, you know, I think there's, there's no matter where you look from pretty much episode one on, there's always a tiny bit of Vader somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it, when he's training Ahsoka's there, there has to be a bit of Vader, but, but at this point, Anakin, I think is still at the wheel, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's still in control. And if, if whatever the reason for pushing her like this, uh, I like to think that it's a vision and it's still him at the wheel, but he, he might even see himself as Vader at that mm-hmm. point. He might look into his future. He might have a vision of his future and say like, well, shit, I'm not going to be able to save her. Cause I'm going to be hunting her at this point. You know, right. like, does he even know that? Is he cognizant of that? Or does he just know that Ahsoka will be in trouble? You got this snap vision of like, all these troopers are shooting at Ahsoka. What's going on? I have to train this out of her right now mm-hmm. so she can mm-hmm. live through this. Yeah. He doesn't know what's exactly what's happening, but but he he at least saw that, and this is one he can save. Mm-hmm. This isn't his mother. This isn't a vision about Padme. That you know, he's he knows that Ahsoka can take care of herself, and in this situation, can fight her way out. So, right. uh, kind of an interesting way to look at that, and especially when, like you said, we get a bit of Ahsoka, and then the Dooku episodes when you see that that chip away, does Anakin mm-hmm. realize he's being chipped away? So right. Um, so there we go. I don't know if the, is there anything else that you wanted to to talk about for season one, or do you want to like just kind of speculate on season two or, or share your your dreams I mean, for is, season two? Is this something that uh, they're going to tilt around and and have another season of it? I mean, I just I, I guess I, I I just I guess I was really just straight up thinking that these were um, little vignettes and this was just like a little kind of get you in between. So, okay. um, I, so for season. For season two, for me, I'm hoping yeah. it's completely different. I hope they they focus on two or three more Jedi. So in this right. one, we really got Dooku and Ahsoka. Right, right. If they did right. another one with, let's say, two more Jedi, who would you like to see? Um, hmm. 
Because again, we'd have to tilde, and would it be kind of if it was within the same time frame? Um, mm. We've seen so much Obi Wan. We've seen maybe not so much of Mace. You know, we don't really know where he Ooh, came from and, and th- things yeah. of that nature. Um, Master Mundy, Master Plo. Ooh, Plo Kloon would be great too. Pit Fisto and the the you know what um, what's the deal with his race? I mean, he's at home underwater. You know, what, how did yeah. that come into play? Um, I was what about, thinking what, Kit Fisto and Quinlan Voss. Uh, oh right. Well, I, I, how about addressing Mace Windu? I think yeah. yeah. Jesus, that'd be. Awesome. How about addressing the age old question of why is it super cool that you know Jedi infants can be snatched up and taken away to the temple? How is that resolved? How did that come into play? Right. How, did, how, how is that made acceptable to do this, you know, child yeah, you, soldier? You want to go way back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be real curious to say, you know, how did this tradition get set up and how are people just like, well, okay, he's special. Take him away to Hogwarts or whatever. I mean, I just. Right. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. I, I would yeah. really like to. I, I would be interested that'd to be explore a little, little bit in the depth of, of kind of how that's supposed to work. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't even know if that would fit into like like a tale of the Jedi, maybe you could do right. a one shot of like, you know, like they, they find right. a, a kid and they're like, you know, here's why we have to take this kid. Here's what happened. Right. Right. Um, yeah. That could be really interesting. Right. Um, you know, I've always been curious. I was thinking Kit Fisto and Kit Quinlan Voss, but I'm, I'm going to go with Voss and Mace Windu. I think after yeah. you mentioned Mace, like that would be really, really interesting. And it, Quinlan I mean, Voss is such a, a Mace cool is character the- in legends only right. character or the only Jedi who had enough power to um, very nearly kill Palpatine though, you know, because even, you know, even Yoda. And again, you know, it's so many, like, you know, it's all about setting and circumstance and, and stuff, but uh, you know, Mace had him on the ropes and he would, mm-hmm. he would, he would have killed him um, where Yoda oh, yeah. never, never really had the upper hand. If you think about sure. that fight where yeah. Mace uh, Mace and, you know, again, in the first, five seconds of that fight, Palpatine killed three other Jedi. One guy just by running him straight through um, without even touching blades. And then Mace kept that fight going for, you know, 10 minutes and was about to finish it off. So Mace mm-hmm. is incalculably powerful, even though people say, well, Yoda was the top guy because he was the he was the grand poobah on the Jedi Council. But I, I tend to think Mace is more powerful. More powerful than a two-foot-tall two foot Muppet. That's my – thanks for coming to my TED Talk. I think especially uh, comparative time, if we're th- both of them at their prime. Mm, yes, fair. Yoda might take it. You know, like right. I'm thinking I'm thinking High Republic Yoda with his, you know, he's rocking with the dreads and he's all with his sexy hair at that point. Kind of, you know, he's right. and he, you know, so uh, that that Yoda I'd like to see up against the full powered mace. That would be interesting. But at this point, Yoda's damn near close to 900 850 right. years old 840 years old whatever he is right. um so i think that might play into a little bit i'd like to see that that i did ca- i did i did call yoda in his prime particularly thinking of that first issue of the uh the high republic comic i called him the danny zuko yoda like from greece <laughs> <laughs> oh sandy uh, yes. yes there you go <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and we could even, I mean, a Tales of the Jedi Yoda. I mean, we yeah. like, it, it, and especially right? something going back, maybe even between High Republic and, uh, you know, the the Episode right. One kind of thing, like that Yoda, this this Yoda at his prime, or, um, or something like that, just to show off some Yoda skills. I think it'd be cool. Um, Yoda it up. 
Yeah. I'd love to hear what people think. So if you're, if you're listening to this and you have an idea for tales of the Jedi yeah, season oh, yeah. two, um, let us know share on, on Twitter or on discord or whatever. I'd love a, a conversation about this on our, our discord channel. Most um, speaking of which Charlie, if there's nothing else to talk about, I guess we could wrap up now and you can tell people where they can find us. I guess, you know, you, you, you said it right there. Discord is great for people, uh, for anyone really who is uh, interested in conversations about Star Wars, Star Trek, comics, video games, movies, TV. That's all we talk about. Uh, you can find our Discord server in the links of this very fine podcast. Uh, we are also over on Twitter where you can find uh, Secret Friends itself at Secret Friends You. For myself personally, I'm uh, can be found just about everywhere at the C3 TikTok, Twitter. Stay away from Facebook largely; they burn me once. Don't want to let them burn me again. Uh, on the other side of the fence, my wife April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey, one of the biggest chapters of the Star Trek International Fan Club in the world. I also run uh, the region. Uh, Region 13, which covers Michigan and Eastern Canada. So, Mark, you know any, any Trekkers, you better send them my way because I can hook them up. I know it. Um, but, yeah, but uh, yeah, but that's where you can find me. Mark, what about you when you're not busy hacking and coughing? What are you up to there? Well, I'm feeling up to it. You can find me pretty much everywhere at the underscore Canardian. Aside from Hive, where I'm just Canardian because they don't do the whole underscore thing over there. Crazy. So uh, if you're over on Hive, Star Wars Hive is back up and running. Uh, so find me at uh, Canardian or as always, like Charlie said, hanging out in the Discord channel. So yes. find us there. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, with that, friends, I'm going to say, as always, thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring. And keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.